The following material contains adult language and mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Danger, Will Robinson. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Midweek edition. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me again on the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. Hope you are all well. I am, of course, your host, Craig Bobby. And for the next 30 minutes or so, we will continue our chat about the topics and happenings in the world of pinball. Occasionally, we'll have a guest along for the ride, and hopefully, we'll have a little fun along the way. So if that sounds fun to you, well, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. All right, well, Matt Morrison, great to have you back again today. I thought I'd have you back, Matt, to chat a little bit about the Avengers. And I wanted to have you back. Matt is our uh, CGC correspondent on the Pinball Show, and uh, he happens to own the Avengers Infinity Quest Premium Edition as well. I know Matt uh, in our Discord has been uh, bragging about how he's been blowing the shit out of this game since he's been playing it. So I thought it'd be fun to get get him back and get my rookie assessment of this game first for, of course, someone who owns this as their first pin, but who's an avid hobbyist. Uh, but of course, I'm still learning to be a better player. And someone like Matt, who's a seasoned pro and and really Honestly, Matt, you should be ranked on the IFPA. Why, why, why haven't you been playing competitive pinball? <laughs> uh, I, I played a little bit when I was living in Asheville, um, but the tournaments are so small that you really don't get a lot of points, and and I don't, I just don't have time to travel to a lot of the big tournaments. So, another thing too to take in mind. I mean, my biggest thing is I, I'm not the most consistent player, but once I have a game at home. I'll get really locked in on the shots, and and then I will just peck away at it and, and go further and further into the game, and then I'll finally finish it. You know, where you know on location in a tournament, especially a big tournament where the outlanes are up and everything. Um, you know, every game plays a little bit different. You could get some some uh, different bounces. You know, even on the same two Avengers machines, you know, each one's probably going to play just a little bit different. And I'm not. I'm just not going to you know have like a couple billion score like I would at home. <laughs> Yeah, and there is a there is a little bit of a difference too. As um, for anyone that uh, hasn't played in a tournament before, there is a big difference between going to a uh, a tournament, even smaller local ones, and playing um, on your own home machine. Of course, there's um, they are surprisingly uh, different. Even though you think, uh, like you were saying, that you're doing really well when you get into a tournament setting, everything can change all of a all of a sudden, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've had Twilight's on forever, and. You know, uh, I think every one I play on location, the ramps are just in a little different spot. You know, they're just a little bit off, and it, it takes me a minute to to readjust to the to that that particular Twilight Zone. Hey, I wanted to tell you about a uh, a funny thing that happened to me the other day before we get into the Avengers here. And of course, we wanna 
we want to get a little deeper with the Avengers because we both have this title and there's a lot to uh, discuss. We're not going to get into so much of the rules with Avengers per se uh, in detail, but we are just going to talk about our general impressions and some of our experiences that we've had with this uh, with this fantastic title from Stern. But but before we get into that, I want to tell you a funny story. So I this was based on a. Um, on a recent podcast that I listened from uh, from Joel Engelberth from Just Another Pinball Podcast, he was talking about his favorite mods and started talking about the folks over at Pinmonk. And of course, Pinmonk is probably best known for their flipper fans, I think. Recently, anyway, where, where some of the more well-known streamers like, um, well, like Joel and of course, like Carl D'Angelo from IE Pinball, have been using these uh, flipper fans to help cool down their uh, their flipper coils. But I remembered Pinmonk having more stuff than that, so I went onto their website, and sure enough, he's got some really interesting Avengers mods. One of them was a mod for the Doctor Strange uh, Sanctum shot, or target area. And the problem with the Doctor Strange Sanctum target, there's a light that hangs over that uh, that target area, which basically obscures the lights on that target area, which is the Iron Man shot, the Attaball, and the and the Extra Ball. So the way that the target hangs in the game, to me, it's a bit of a design flaw that you can't really see it when you're when you're standing up at the at the flippers you know, in a normal pinball playing position, you can't see when those lights come on, really, you got to kind of turn your head and it's a bit awkward, right, to actually see them and to see when they're when they're flashing at you. Yeah, a lot of times I forget about it. I forget, I forget it's even even there. And I have to be like, Oh, wait, is extra ball? In it? Or... Yeah, exactly. And so Pinmonk's got a, a mod where he actually raises up that overhang by a couple of inches using sort of a 3d molded plastic uh, bezel. And it's a really slick, easy mod that he has come up with that makes that target area completely visible. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it still looks very OEM. So the problem I have with some of the other mods for that particular target that I've seen on some of the websites is that a lot of them take away the light that shines down on that disc. So you're actually removing, uh, you know, an important flashing light, which which I didn't want to do. So anyway, I buy the mod and I'm and and it comes a couple weeks later, and I'm installing it and I'm right towards the end of it and I'm trying to screw on. There's a little locking nut on the back of that uh, on the back of that target area that holds on the light boards. So there's three individual light boards, LED light boards on the back of that target, and they're held on by a screw and a little lock nut. It's like a f- number 440, you know, nylon hex lock nut. Right. One of the smallest ones in the game, by the way, which I found right. out later. So here I am trying to screw this damn thing on, which is the most awkward thing about it. And I drop it. And I'm not looking at what I'm doing, of course. I turn my head away for whatever friggin' reason, and, and away goes this this nut. Well, it didn't make a lot of noise, and I thought, okay, well, it's right there on the play field. Well, it wasn't right there. So I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking under the play field. I'm looking, like, all around. I spent, a no word of a lie, hours looking for this thing, and I was going crazy. Then I decided, okay, fuck the hex nut. I'm going to Home Depot, <laughs> and I'm buying another one, right? Like, who cares? They don't have the size, of course, because it's so damn small. It's like, you know, it's like electronic size. So right. they don't have it. Uh, the smallest one they have is like a number six. And I needed the next one down, of course, it was number four. Anyway, come home, same thing. 
can't find the damn thing. It's like 11 o'clock at night now. And I started this, this, this like thing around two in the afternoon thinking this was going to be like an hour, right? <laughs> <At most. laughs> Here I am hours later and I'm getting more and more pissed off about the whole thing. Of course, because of my own stupidity. So I decide at one point, you know, at around 11 o'clock, I'm like, well, I think I can actually, because of the wiring, the, the lights more or less stay in place. You don't even need this, the screw to kind of hold them in place. So I thought, I'm just going to put it back together. I'm going to power it up and see what the thing actually looks like and, and try playing it a little bit. My second ball, it occurs to me, I'm like, I'm just going to scan the play field one more time on, on this just to see if I see it. And don't you know, there the fucking thing is over in the Hulk lane of all places, <laughs> like way far away from like off to the left of where it should be. So there it was. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, I stop my game. I pull back the glass. I get it out. I'm like, well, I, here I am. I might as well install the thing. I install it perfectly, put the glass back on. I go to start it again. <laughs> And what do I see on the play field? But my glasses, of course, which I have taken off, put my glasses in. <laughs> Did you already put the glass back on the game? <laughs> yeah, I put the glass back on. Pull the glass back off again. I must have had the glass on and off that day probably 10 times. And, and the play field up and down, like, at least that many times looking for this thing, like above, below, above, below, below, above. It drove me crazy. I'm a little OCD. So like when something gets lost and I know it's in like a one foot area and I can't find it, I go mental. Like it, it literally, the longer that goes on, the more crazed I become trying to find these goddamn things. But don't feel bad because everybody, anybody that's really done some work on machines has been in that position, you know. <laughs> More than once, probably. <laughs> now, the good news is, after all that, that that mod from Pinmonk is really, really good. I'm very pleased with it. And like I said, it does an excellent job of making that Doctor Strange target very, very visible now. And he just does a really nice job, not only with his packaging that he sends it to you in, but just in the way it's assembled. It's Again, it's very OEM. So, so the parts fit together really nicely, attaching to the stern parts. And when you look at it, you know, again, it looks like this shipped out of the factory. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the way it lights up. And it maintains that overhang light down onto the Doctor Strange spinner, which, which again, you think is like no big deal. But when you take that light out, I'm telling you, every little light helps, I, I, I think. And so when you start to remove a light from, from a game, you really start to, to notice it, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I've almost gotten to the point with every game I buy, if I sell a game, I just pull the pin stadiums out and the Invisiglass off and it goes on the next game. Those are two things that just from a visibility standpoint, like I've gotten to the point where I just have to have them. For me, it makes it makes a big difference. Yeah. And I haven't got there yet with the pin stadiums, but I'm working my way there. I'm working my way there. So anyway, I just wanted to give Pinmonk a shout out again. I, um, I bought a number of different uh, mods related to the Avengers because he's got some really neat ones that I think are very underrated. And uh, I encourage anyone who owns an Avengers to go check out his uh, his website, which I believe is pinmonk.com, uh, just to see what he's got. They're very inexpensive, you know, relative to a lot of the other mods that are out there. And I think they um, he's done a, a really thoughtful job at, uh, at creating a couple of interesting mods that, uh, again, don't change your game too much, but just add, a, you know, they enhance it, which is what I think a good mod should do. It shouldn't be overly obvious that, 
sometimes there's even a mod on the game, but right. they're very well thought out. Anyway, just wanted to share that story, which, uh, which again, I thought was, uh, was hilarious. And, and like you said, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to when you're dealing with pinball machines and tight areas and small screws and nuts and stuff. It's easy to lose these things in these, uh, in these machines. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm going to check out those pin mods because I'm normally not a huge mod guy, but you know, some of them look so well done and, and integrated into the game that they're worth the, the extra cash. Yeah, exactly. And they're not they're they're not going to break the bank either, which is uh, which is what I like. Well, let's get into talking a little bit more about the Avengers, Matt. And like I was saying, this was my first new inbox game. Really, it's my only game that I have right now in my house. So I think because this game is my only game in in my house at the moment. It really forced me to dig in with this thing. Whereas if I had had a number of other titles, I think, to play, because of its difficulty, I may have pushed it away maybe before I had the chance to really wrap my head around the rule set and, and all the different shots that are available in this game, which is really one of its strengths at the end of the day. Once you get past the learning curve of the title, it's really a game, I think, that, that starts to open up to the player and really shines as, I think, one of the best shooters that pinball has seen in a long time. Well, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, honestly, I was, I was kind of surprised because I knew even Ryan C. Uh, was talking about how it, it may be, he thinks, the best pinball shooting pinball machine ever and if if you're on that day and you're really because this is a game that you need to hit your shots all of them <laughs> you know like mi missing more than once is is really really uh kind of a death sentence because the way the outlanes are made once the ball kind of gets in there it is really hard to shake it out like iron maiden i could shake a ball out of the outlane pretty easily in this game it's like you better be nudging like as it's going towards that outlane rubber and hope it hits and then bounces over to the flipper or something because he's kind of got him looped over to where the ball will kind of stay in there if you look closely. Uh, but shooting-wise, I mean, that's what's really holding it for me is I may not be the biggest like Marvel fan or Avengers fan, but the game shoots so well and it's it's so fun to, to play, especially when you're hitting your shots that – the, the next game that if I was were to sell it and buy something else, it would have to be really, really good, you know. That, and that's that's a real testament to what they did on the game. You know, you, it's a theme that I'm not like 100% sold on. That I, you know, is like a dream theme for me. But the game is so good that I don't want to get rid of it unless they do come out with a dream theme or a game that is that that shoots as well as Avengers because. I'm just, I've, I've played through the game and I'm still just loving playing it. I'm trying to break down because everyone talks about the shots, like how good the shots are, the shots. What it, and, and it's, I thought, you know, just to use a bit of a sports analogy, it's kind of like playing golf for me in that, you know, when you have a great shot, it, it's such a great feeling and it makes you want to do it again and again. And this game is kind of like that. It's like you hit the shot and you think, okay, I've got it. And then you try and make that shot again and all of a sudden you can't do it. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And then, and then, you know, you brick it and, and you lose the ball and, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do that again. And then you try it again and then you make it and then you can't make it, you know? So, and, and around and around it goes and, and the shots, just the layout of them, they're all very, very unique in the way they're placed. And, and I think the difficulty level is, is quite high in terms of mastering them all, which again, I think 
keeps the playability and the replayability very high because making them, you know, feels fantastic and not making them adds that level of frustration where you, you know, you, you want to hit them again, you know, because they're so fun to hit when you do hit them. And just the number of things that you can do with the ball when you start to learn them, uh, especially when you get into multi-ball situations, I think is, uh, you know, it's, it's kept me, it's kept me playing this thing literally thousands of times. And I've got thousands of games racked up on this friggin' thing now. Uh, like I said before, when we talked last time, I'm, I'm playing this game maybe an hour a day, like minimum and, and on weekends longer. Right. Um, so I wouldn't be doing that on a title that, you know, was just sort of, I think, random. This isn't a title where if you're going to just start randomly flipping. You're going to find yourself in a 500 million point game, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. It's like you said, it's very, very specific, which, which keeps that level of frustration quite high because like you said, if you miss a shot and I've been trying to sort of calculate, I'm like, how many times can I miss on average before the ball drains? And the more you miss, the more likely that ball is going to drain at the end of the day. But yeah. there are many, many times where you miss once and that's the end. It can be. Yeah. Um, I would say the three shots you need to have on just absolute lock is left ramp, right ramp, and then the third flipper uh, loop that feeds the right flipper. You need to have those shots locked in 100% because the more you can combo that, you know, because if you think about it, the Captain Marvel ramp can be a little risky at times if you break yeah. it. Um, right orbit's not too bad, and left orbit's not too bad. I mean, this for Keith, this is a bit of a safer... This in Jurassic, you know, I'd say the danger level is somewhat similar but the shots are a little tighter on jurassic on the right side so i think this game he's opened it up a little more but with how the outlanes are designed at least for me i think that if it gets into the slings and you missed a shot you know like you said more than especially more than once you're in trouble you know there's a good chance it's going to fire one into the outlane you can't get back or if you kind of rattle a shot and it, it rejects back out you know especially that upper loop if you don't have it on lock and, and you don't get a complete shot off and, uh, you know, maybe it comes out of the pops weird or if it comes back down the orbit kind of weird, the upper orbit, then, yeah, you, you could be in trouble. But another thing you mentioned on the last time we talked is is keeping this game waxed. And, I, you know, when you first said that, because I hadn't received mine yet, I was like, I, you know, that, that seems kind of odd. But now that I've owned it, I'm like, wow, he's right. I mean, the shots are so far back on it that you lose a lot of ball momentum and speed not only on the far back shots but also the marble ramp that that you really got to keep you know everything clean uh, adjusted right pitched right uh to make the most out of the game i'd say once a week for me because i'm playing it so much i and i've and i've sort of been monitoring that as the week goes on and progressively probably about mid-week or so, all of a sudden that Captain Marvel ramp starts to reject more. And by the end of the week, I'm like hitting one in 10 versus when that, you know, when that thing, and I just did it last night, I pulled the glass off, you know, buffed it all up uh, with the number one novice and just gave it a good wipe down and put the thing back on and bang that, you know, the thing, the, the speed noticeably picks up. But then with that speed, you're able to make more of those ramp shots, like you said, 
uh, a little easier, and it's especially with that Captain Marvel ramp, which, which for me, and we'll talk about this later, about what our favorite shots are. I, I think that's one of the one of my favorite shots in the in the game is when you start to hit that Captain Marvel ramp. It is so fun that loop, um, and so unique. I think in the world of pinball. Well, you know, before we ramble on too much here about the different aspects of this game. I think what you want to do if you want to know everything about the rule set and playing strategies beyond what we're talking about here, I, I really highly encourage everybody to watch a few different YouTube videos that are out there. There are there are three very well shot and explained tutorials that are, I think, a must for any Avengers player or owner to watch. And they're hosted and taught by three pinball masters, all with their own style and brilliance and, and what I would call... Uh, you know, world-class players, which are basically top 50 in the IFPA. And that would be Bowen Karen, who does his Papa, who has a Papa YouTube channel, a uh, very well-known YouTube channel in the pinball world, and where he is playing an Avengers Pro. And of course, there's Carl D'Angelo from IE Pinball channel on YouTube and Twitch, who I believe is playing an Avengers Premium, uh, but I could be wrong about that. It might have been a pro. And, and then, of course, there's Raymond Davidson, who, um, who goes by Ray Day, um, who has his own Twitch and, and YouTube channel as well. And uh, and all three of those guys do a very nice job of, of walking you through this game and giving you some really good tips and strategies in terms of gem placement and, and the different lesser known rule, rule set of the game. There's also Travis Murray from his uh, Marv Loco YouTube channel, who is also in the, in the process of, uh, of putting together a similar, a similar video. So we'll just give him a little uh, victory lap shout out because I know Travis does a great job as well of, uh, and has on his, uh, on his previous channels of talking about this, this title and different strategies that he sees. So definitely when you watch these guys, back to what you were saying, Matt, they are able to keep the ball alive for many, many minutes of the time. And then in watching them, you really get a sense of the incredible flow and rhythm that the Avengers provides, I think, while at the same time deploying a rule set which is varied and a, and a shot sequence that's almost unheard of these days, I think. And so watching these guys, it's like your mouth is watering. I, I you know, whenever I'm watching, I'm like, God damn it, I want to do that. I want to, I want to see the ball do those things because, um, you know, yeah, I think it really showcases what's possible with these modern machines with great with a great layout like the Avengers provides. And, and you see it a little bit as well in Guns N' Roses where you've got, you know, this super deep code with some fantastic, you know, shooting opportunities. So I, I think it's a dream, a dream machine for a lot of people. I think the Bowen video was out right about the time I got mine. And, you know, his initial strategy, and that's what's interesting is all three of them have variations you know what i mean on their, their strategy so bowen goes for like the mind gym to get that vip pass you know to, to cancel out a shot or whatever and then carl you know will go for uh, time gym first and then reality to put the multiplier say on like uh, captain marvel or something and then ray day i haven't been able to watch as much of his to see how he's going but the one that works for me personally is the carl die pinball um carl d'angelo his as soon as I saw what he did, placing the time gem on Black Widow, comboing the Captain Marvel ramp and getting and getting binary all the way up and putting the reality gem on it. I mean, he got like a three billion score by just basically doing that, which is insane. I mean, to be that consistent on those shots and have the recovery if you do miss. Yeah, even progressing through the game, I find that is 
the most valuable one for me is just getting the time gem, putting it on Black Widow because you'll be in super combos or other aspects of the game, and that Black Widow shot's pretty easy to hit, obviously, and you can hit it, and then boom, you've got some more time, or you're building up the time bank. So, yeah, I love watching their different strategies and takes on the game, and it's just another credit to Avengers and, and the different ways to play it. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting about this game is that you can play this game, you know, so many different ways that even when you get into the upper echelon uh, players, it's really interesting to see the way they they attack this game. And everyone has their own strategy, which leads ultimately to the same point. But I think to a point you were making earlier is that because you can get there in so many different ways, it keeps you coming back to say, hey, you know, even though I've completed the game or I've got to this wizard mode, I wonder if I go about it this way and and see what, you know, what that opens up. And if that, you know, is a little either easier or or gives you more scoring opportunities. And I think, again, that's what makes this Avengers game one of the things that makes it such a long player, in my opinion, not in terms of your ball times, but in terms of the ability to go back and play this game over and over and over again and maybe and maybe leave it in your collection longer than you might normally. Yes, definitely. Um, I thought once I finished it, you know, being that it's not a dream theme, I would kick it out the door because there's probably another game coming out or, you know, maybe pick up something else. But there's there's something really interesting about the game once you have it a while that initially I didn't really look at moving the gems that much. I saw the pros doing it and I'm like, I just, I'm not really grasping like, you know, why they're doing it and when, but you kind of start just doing it organically, like on your own, you, you, you see the opportunities. You're like, Oh, you know, I could, I could put the, uh, the power gem over here and then move the soul gem over here. And, and that'll set me up for this going, going a little further, or maybe I need like a ton of pops to get to the next, uh, assemble Avengers, you know, so I'm going to put the power gem on my cap and, you know, it's, there's just so many things and, and it. A lot of times for me, it comes out of, I kind of have my initial starting strategy, but about midway into the game, like if I'm trying to get really deep into the game, I have this shift. And depending on what's happened during the game, changes how I may place the gym. So that's really unique. I mean, I, I can't think of another game that does it. And, you know, there's rumors that they did this game in like six or eight months or something. That, that is incredible. I mean, that, that is a huge pat on the back for this game. It is one of those things, too, where, like you said, the, the the great thing about a rule set like that is that if you run into problems on your journey to collecting a gem, like let's say, you know, you're in a gem battle and you lose the power gem all of a sudden. Well, you don't, you know, it's not an automatic reset. You can like, okay, well, and, and I don't have that now, but now I can I can deploy, you know, a different gem you know, where I might have placed the power gem and, and continue on with your game. And so I think one of the great things they did as this rule set was was being rolled out as well is that Captain Marvel binary shot, which is where you basically hit that Captain Marvel ramp, I believe the first time it's three times, and then a jackpot opens up that is in two places. One is in the center ramp, and then one is back around that loop again. And when you place that gem on that loop and you hit both those shots you're talking like the first time through it's about i think a 30 million point jackpot which is doesn't seem like like a ton a ton but then when you start to add multipliers on that uh, later in the game or even or even while you're playing you know all of a sudden you're getting into some really nice jackpot oh, yeah. opportunities yep. 
And it's just so satisfying to hit those shots and to have fun placing that gem in different shots and, and hitting those. So I've gotten particularly addicted to once I saw Carl hitting that Captain Marvel ramp and getting those huge jackpots. But it's great to have that reality gem on the Panther shot. I, you know, quite often just because the ball is randomly bouncing around. One of the frustrations I have is that, you know, once you collect that gem and it starts up near the, um, near the Iron Man tower and the ball releases and comes down, it's like there's a panic on about, about trying to, trying to capture that ball before it goes into a shot you don't want to place it into, right? right? So oftentimes it gets placed where the vision is, which is the drop targets, I should say. And it's not as effective down there, although it's not bad, believe it or not. Like it, you start to really grab those drop targets bonuses as well, and and you can progress quite nicely through those when when the gems are placed on that uh, on that computer bank as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think if the power gem gives you like an extra spot, like when you hit a drop, it gives you an extra drop. You know, I, I can't remember if it's power gem or or which one it is. I inadvertently put it there like on one of my best games and. And, you know, got to the computer frenzy mode because of it. You know, it was giving me extra spots. So it's it's not something to be ignored. Yeah, it's like that those drop targets, I have to really focus on those because I haven't seen the computer frenzy mode yet. But you're right. I believe it's the power gem, which gives you a two for one target. Oftentimes, the pros seem to like to place it up at the uh, Captain America pop bumpers. Uh, which basically give you a two for one up there. So I believe the uh, the power gem, and it also keeps your characters powered up in between balls. So when you're powering these characters up, when you lose a ball, oftentimes you know those power ups only last for the duration of the ball, and then I think it drops down to level one and forces you to build them up uh, again. So when you have the power gem on them, that particular character will retain their power so anyway not to get too bogged down into these rules which are again a little more detailed than you might expect and and again a little deeper than you would expect which which again i think adds a little bit more frustration early on because you're not quite sure what's happening but as soon as you get the hang of it and you start to understand them boy the game really starts to open up and it does take time like for me, it took it took literally a couple of months of playing this thing. If I had another game to go to, and I bet this has happened, where people play it a few times and are like, it's too hard or it's too frustrating or I'm not sure what's happening, so I'm going to go go on to something else, right? I'm not crazy about the theme. But if you can get past that, the game really starts to open up and you can see the brilliance of what Keith and company have laid out for everybody here, which is fantastic. Don't look into it too far. Like if, you, if you're thinking about buying this game or there's one on location or I'm not saying ignore the gems completely or, in, you know, indefinitely, but like initially just place them and, and you will see kind of how they work, what they do and, you know, watch a stream and kind of see how the pros do it. But don't feel like you have to do it exactly like that. The game is still plenty fun without moving them around constantly and, and strategizing all that. I mean, the battles are engaging. They they, uh, everyone feels different. You know, they're, they're using all the aspects of the play field. That's another thing about the game. Like, it, I mean, we went on about the code, you know, but, you know, the, the shots and the battles are, are really, really good, very well thought out. The light show's great. I mean, and I'm not really one to, to like, rave about light shows. I've never, you know, I'm just not, like, super crazy about it. I see a really good one, I'm like, wow, it looks good. You know, that's it. <laughs> like, it doesn't, that doesn't make me want to come back and play your game. But this, this one did surprise me. 
I think it's one of the most underrated light shows out there. GNR, of course, this year really overshadowed every other game in the industry with how over the top that particular title is. But, you know, short of that, if it wasn't for GNR, I'm telling you, the light show on this machine is very, very, very good. It, it does a great job of complementing during gem battles and other points of the game of complementing the individual superheroes with their you know, signature colors per se. And so the RGB lighting on this and the, and the flashes that are going off during gem battles, I mean, it's, it's both a little frustrating, but I, but it, it kills me at the same time. Those When the flasher's going, I, I tell you, more than a bunch of times I've been blinded by that thing, just, just like by a split second to make you miss a shot here and there. And sometimes it costs you a ball, but it's, it's hilarious because there's just... It really adds that that feeling of chaos on the on the play field when the gem battles start, and particularly when you get a multi ball going. and And to me, the amount of distance that the ball can travel in this game through both both the orbits and across the wireform ramps allow you to do some I just think absolutely spectacular things with that ball during particularly during a multi ball because. It gives you time to shoot a ball up a ramp or around an orbit and then and then shoot another ball in a completely different direction. And you can set up a very interesting, you know, for lack of a better uh, term, like almost like a ballet effect where it's like you really get a rhythm going with 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 the balls. And it's hard to get that in a lot of other games where it's sort of just, you know, random uh, occurrences. This game really allows you uh, you know, when you start to dial the game in to get control and to and to create some really interesting things on the play field and flow, you know, which is awesome. I mean, you start to f you really start to think that there are, you know, there's a superhero battle going on here. And it's an ex experience that you get them in so few games, I think it, it's sometimes it's a bit of a fleeting moment and then it's gone as a ball drains or something like that. But but it keeps you wanting to try and recreate that, and uh, the good players can do it often. But even if you're if you're you know a shitty player like me, you can you can have those moments. You know, like I did some stuff where you know you can get two balls going on that right ramp and just keep them cycling using the upper flipper, right? And it's it's a ton of fun. Like you and you're like wow, you, you know, and you can, it's like you're juggling a ball like round round. You can keep them going going and see how many times you can do it, right? When you lock two balls in the tower during the Iron Man uh, super jackpot, you get two stuck together up there. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> it's it like so, so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that. That is freaking awesome. Um, I didn't even game, think you could do that the other day, and I did it. I did it almost by accident, and yeah. while the ball was still up there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" There's actually two. <laughs> you yeah, can and it actually get two up there. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the officers catch it, but the. The thing about this game compared to, let's just say, Jurassic, the one before it from Ellen, the, the shots being on the right of Jurassic a little tighter, I felt like in multi-balls a lot of times it was a lot of bricks and then just balls colliding, and I never really accomplished a whole lot. Like It took a tremendous amount of control to really play those multi-balls well. I mean, you had to you know, almost immediately trap up before the ball save really goes off and peck your shots off. This game, it gives you a little more breathing room, being that the shots are a little further back. I think the multi-balls are more fun to play on this. I mean, an expert player, you know, they, they probably either way. But I felt like with Jurassic, I would hold off playing any of the multi-balls that I could for as long as I could 
until I was in a really difficult mode, like one of the later uh, dinosaur pens, and I was having trouble catching, you know, uh, one of the harder dinosaurs, getting to visitor center and stuff like that. I would try to wait and use them later. Where I, I see a lot of guys, you know, they would go for chaos or raptor, you know, early just just because of the scoring, you know, they they wanted to try to get some points on the board, but. For me, trying to chase a wizard mode, I would put them off as long as possible because I really didn't enjoy playing them per se. Um, I just wanted the extra balls to help me get through a hard mode I was in. Uh, with Avengers, like I look forward to, you know, okay, Iron Man multi balls ready. Sure, I want to pair it with something, you know, maybe if I'm in a harder gym battle or or something like that. Or I'm, sometimes I'll use them, uh, you know, to collect more Avengers if I'm trying to get to battle royale or you know, Blackwater multi-ball, I just need to assemble the Avengers to get to that. You know, Iron Man's almost ready. Okay, let's get that going. And and so it, it's really fun because not only as I'm hitting the shots, I'm collecting Avengers, but I can focus more on the multi-ball and, and actually get some jackpots there and, and try to uh, get bigger, you know, the gold trophies and whatnot for those multi-balls. So I, I like how these multi-balls are laid out a lot more. The other thing I really like about the multi-balls is that there are a number of different ways to get multi-balls going. It's not just either through Iron Man or Thor, but you can start to stage balls down in the subway if you have a premium and get into a multi-ball situation when you start a gem battle that way as well. So there are a number of ways that you can control when these balls are activated to bring them out at times in the game that you really need them or hold them back when you don't want them. If you feel like you can progress through a gem battle in single ball mode, you don't need to have or for or are forced to play multi-ball in those situations. So I think they did a great job of allowing the player almost to control when you know, to, to deploy those multi-balls. Joel Engelberth, again, brought up a really interesting point about this game a bunch of weeks ago when we were talking about this. And he said, you know, one of the things that frustrated him about the Avengers was that he didn't feel like there were a lot of moments in this game. I, I was in agreement with Joel, and I still am to a point that the moments in Avengers are not as immediately obvious as they say are with a game like Stranger Things or that Demogorgon ramp or a medieval madness with the castle shot. And it got me thinking, I'm like, well, I know there's moments in this game because I'm smiling, I'm laughing as I'm playing it. So what am I overlooking versus a more traditional mech-based moment, you know, that so many people in the hobby talk about? And to me, like we've been discussing, the moments of this game come in the shots and the shot combinations that you set up. Like, I think one of the most obvious moments in the game that is set up by a shot is that Hulk gamma ray shot, right? And, you know, the good players have said that you really don't need that shot uh, to get high points, particularly early on in the game, you know, unless there's a gem placed on that shot. But damn it, when that shot activates it is so freaking cool when that thing goes off and it's such like a heart pumping moment you are compelled to try and hit that shot even if you're like no i'm just going to ignore it. it you really have to try and ignore it when it goes off because it is so heart thumping and it just demands your attention you know not only is it a, mo a great moment in the game but i think it's it's a great moment in in all of pinball frankly like it's it's a very cool effect that they've created with that spinner shot, which is, you know, one of the most simple shots in pinball, shoot a ball through a spinner that goes round and round, right? 
And through the animations and the and the sound effects and the lighting effects, which the machine goes white and green, and it, the machine like literally feels like it's pulsing at, at that point, you know, and you can kind of envision Bruce Banner changing into into the Hulk almost when that thing is going off. I think it's 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 one of the coolest moments of the game and is definitely a moment to go back to Joel's point. It is a moment, I think, in the Avengers that is uh, that is very unique. I really like the Hulk spinner when I'm in a multi-ball and I, I'm just like, oh, Hulk's going and I'll, and I'll have maybe two balls coming down the the right uh, in lane and I just I rip it twice in a row and I'm like oh that's phenomenal <laughs> like, that feels so good you know to, to hit it twice in a row and it, you know the spinners just you know you know ripping and but as far as moments in the game I mean yeah you know there's not like a gap of angry kind of moment from Elvira that 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 recently was one of probably one of the best moments I think they've had but the, I don't know the soul gym mode to me you know, say you screw up a lot. I mean, it can get pretty tense and, and finishing it is really cool or finishing it with, with a ton of flips is really cool. You know, the battles themselves, like I say, are fun and engaging, but they don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they like set them up to be these epic end all be all moment. It's almost more of just having so many feel good shots in the game and then using the modes and using the multi balls and setting you up for these big payoffs. The game sets you up for these huge payoffs or these big risk reward moments where it's like, okay, I'm only missing one gem. I'm pretty close to Thanos. Do I want to risk the soul gem to try to get that gem back? And then when I get to Thanos, I, it's over. I don't even have to fight him. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of decisions and risk reward in the game to me that are almost like many moments you know the game almost doesn't have to even present them on the screen or stop you know what's happening it's it's these decisions that feel like cool moments yeah absolutely and i do think that again because there are not a lot of mechanical things per se happening on the game i think you have to look a little deeper to find those moments like i do think the uh, the way they set up that iron man multi-ball is fantastic you know like the, it is a big moment where the game holds that ball uh the third lock ball there and you know the iron man animations fire up and and the base is really good on the machine and you know when that when that ball comes dropping down and the machine starts to auto plunge the uh the other balls for the three ball multi-ball you know there's tons of orange targets that light up on the screen and it's i think another great a great multi-ball moment of that of that machine and, you know, there's flashes going off everywhere and there's great call outs from from Iron Man and sound effects. And, you know, if your heart's not pumping after one of those, I don't, you're dead inside or something right. like I, I just think, again, it, it is a great moment that you can take for granted uh, because you can activate it maybe a little more. Same with that Doctor Strange spinning disc lifting on, you know, I know this is only on the premium and LE version, but, you know, making, hitting that disc and making it, it spin and lift is so freaking cool that I do think that is a moment as well. And, you know, allowing the player to choose the gem battle that they're going into, it gives you a time to pause a little bit, catch your breath, 
you can select it and and go into the battle you want and and it's extremely satisfying so i do think that these are are more subtle moments that are definitely in this game you know the captain marvel ramp shot i do think that that is a fantastic moment when you are looping that shot around and when you can do it a bunch of times in a row and the thing goes binary i mean i was like i said i was in a game the other day where I was, I was lucky enough to hit them like three times in a row, and I got a thirty million point jackpot, which is unbelievable. I didn't even have the gem on the friggin' thing, and it was <laughs> there was thirty million points there, right? So there's another moment. Again, I, I don't want to belabor that too much, but I did think Joel had a had a very interesting point there, and so as a, as just a little bit of a counterpoint to that, now that I've had time to think about it and really understand the game a little better, when you're standing over the machine for the first time or the thousandth time, you. You know, you are in awe of Zombie Yeti's amazing artwork that he provided, you know, in 2020, not only with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with with this title and the Avengers the same year, which I think, again, proved that he is, you know, if not the greatest artist, uh, you know, of the modern era, then, you know, quite probably of all time as well, that he's been able to create such memorable uh, and I'm, I'm going to call them almost iconic playfield uh, playfields now in, in the art packages for these games that it's quite something and almost a moment in itself again a, a more subtle one but you know when you look at these machines you are again almost compelled to play them because they look so damn fun and and entertaining yeah I, I I've had a turtles and, and now the you know Avengers and both art packages are stellar. You know, my my only probably complaint with the Avengers art package is I, I'm not really crazy about how the heroes look. I think the Black Order looks amazing. Thanos looks amazing. But there's something about, and I'm sure this was like a style guide thing that he had to kind of, you know, adhere to, but they look a little too Saturday morning cartoon for me, like Captain America and everybody. They, they look just a little, that's my only complaint. I just don't like the way the heroes look that much. But the rest of it is just perfection. I, I can, you know, I can look past the, the rest of it. But or the, they're that definitely, one. yeah, they're definitely the 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 way he has drawn these are much more towards the comic side of things versus the more realistic mo- movie take of the Avengers and some of the bad guys as well in Thanos. Um, so it's definitely comic book leaning. Uh, and inspired versus Marvel movie inspired and leaning, you know, but beyond all that, his art basically fills every conceivable space on the machine and on the back glass. It's just, you're really getting your money's worth on these titles when Zombie Yeti is involved in one of them, uh, because there's just so much stuff to look at and notice and appreciate on these things. And the colors we saw first with Deadpool and you're getting it with the Ninja Turtles and with the Avengers as well. The colors just pop off this machine. The, the main side cabinet on the premium LE of Avengers, it may be the best in pinball. Come fight me over it. But, I mean, the level of detail and, like, the smoke that's coming off, like, the gems and, and Thanos' glove. And, I mean, he Thanos' face is perfect. I mean, it, it it's, uh, definitely reminds me of reading those comics. Um, you know, just that menacing grin and, and everything. It's... It's a amazing side cabinet art piece. I mean, I would take, I would cut a cabinet and hang one side on the wall. That's how good it looks. I, I would put it over any other game he's done as far as cabinet art, and that's that's saying a lot. You know, it smokes Deadpool, Ghostbusters, Turtles. That is his best side cabinet. Period. 
you know, he's unbelievable. And it's very exciting to hear that he's going to be penning more art for another upcoming game by Stern. In fact, I think the rumors are have, have him leaning towards pairing him with Brian Eddy next time. So it'll be just interesting to see where, where they place him. You can be rest assured that whatever he gets involved with, he, he does it to the nth degree. And it is, I'm sure, one of the reasons why some of these titles take a little longer to come out, because you can see the time and effort that he's putting into these machines. And he's so meticulous. And, uh, he, you know, he's such a harsh critic on, on himself. If you've ever been onto his Facebook page, he's an extremely humble artist. Have you played the the Black Order multiball much, Matt? That, that's one of the other great things about this this machine is that it allows you to get to one of the harder wizard modes by holding down the the two flippers before you start a game and you can uh, you can go into it which i think is a great way to sort of start to warm up on the machine in general when you get into it have you tried playing it many times i, I won't play that till i've actually gotten to it in the game uh like with with jurassic i didn't really play with it a whole lot on jurassic the uh escape nublar and i i'm just you know weird about that i want to I want to actually get to it before I see any part of it. And I've done it on Avengers. So I, you know, I saw Carl D'Angelo was doing another pin clash. I thought about giving it a run uh, to see what I could do. Well, you should check it out because it's, it's, you're right. They, they're using it as one of the opening challenges to qualify for the upcoming pin clash this year. And so one of the things that, uh, that that mode starts to track is the number of flips that you have taken to complete it and interestingly you don't know the number of flips until you've actually completed the mode <laughs> and then it and then it tells you so it kind of keeps it secret a little bit which is which is really interesting and makes it fun uh, and makes it a great challenge for pin clash because now you've got all these streamers who are going online and you can watch them and the different techniques they use and the different strategies they're using to get through this particular challenge in as few flips I mean when I started playing the thing for the first time just to check it out you're just you're just happy that you finish it let alone you know having the fewest number of flips which which to me again is just on another level that you can play this thing in this wizard mode in a bunch of different ways and and sort of score yourself you know not just by beating it by beating it with as few flips as possible it forces you to play as efficiently as you can, but you can you can scale it and, and and score it in a number of different ways beyond just beating them outright. So it's very fun. It you know you can play that that mode all night long with your friends, and it's a great little mini game to, uh, that it sets up. So it's it's a ton of fun. Again, another another plus to the the coding and you know the way they've designed this game. It's fantastic. It sounds like it, so it's based more on battle royale, right? It's battle exactly. It's the yeah. battle royale. Yeah. So I saw like. Ray Day's qualifier score, it was like 24 flips. Now, I've played Battle Royale quite a few times and in, in getting to the end of the game and whatnot. Um, if it's the regular mode, I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was possible either when I saw it. I thought, this is not, this is a joke, because what what's happening here? But what the trick to that particular mode, which I didn't realize, is... There is a multi-ball mode on it. So when you hit the Ant-Man shot twice, it activates uh, the Wasp. So the Wasp comes out who's not in the regular game beyond this particular wizard mode, as far as I know. So shooting the Ant-Man shot twice brings out the Wasp. And when you have her activated, she gives double damage. So... And when you're hitting your combos, it starts to multiply, I believe. So you can actually take out 
members of the Black Order with one shot after you've got her going and you start to hit multiple shots in a row. So, you know, these guys are good. So like when when they get it going, they can hit like four or five shots in a row and like they're just dropping like flies, like boom, <laughs> dead, boom, dead, you know? <laughs> if that's in the regular game, I'm going to feel like such an idiot. Yeah, it's in the regular game too. Yep, yeah, it's part of the regular game. <laughs> I've just been finishing it, like, you know, not even knowing it's there. There you go, kids. Even more stuff in Avengers I didn't know about. I know. There's lots of lots of subtlety to this game and stuff you didn't uh, didn't realize, which, again, it pays to look at the rule set from time to time as well. And Stern's done a great job of publishing, with the help of Ray Day, a yeah. PDF version of this, uh, of this game, uh, which is like a 30-page PDF. It's actually great to look at as well. There's some great art in it. It's available on the Stern website on the section of the Avengers, so you can look at all the different trim levels and their matrix codes. And and part of that is this rule sheet. And uh, so I, I highly recommend looking at that rule sheet from time to time. I'm still looking at the friggin' thing, and I've owned this game for months. So it's a great reference piece that, you know, some people print them off and laminate them. I know Dr. John did that. He laminated the whole goddamn thing, which I thought was a great idea. You can put it in a binder or whatever you want to do with it. Or, you know, you just keep it on your phone as a PDF for easy referencing. And I hope in, in later versions of the code, they may release like they did with Jurassic Park and do a couple of different wizard modes that you have access to because they're so fun. And I do believe that, you know, so few of us will make it to those things organically that being able to access them when you want, you know, again, just to play them in in of themselves is a, is a great thing and keeps the game again, interesting and, and makes you want to keep it in your collection because it's just another something you can have fun with another aspect of the game. That's very unique. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think they're really cool. I, I don't play them as much as I should, um, but I think also too it gives you a quick like if if you don't have time to try to put you know an hour or two into the game and you just want to play it like a little quick mini game, it's it's perfect for that. So I, th- I think they're great for that. The other thing I did the other day, Matt, I took a little. Um page out of Travis Murray's suggestion. I was getting pretty frustrated with this, this game because I used to think I was an average player. I don't know. With this game, it makes me feel like I'm a below average player. And so, <laughs> or what I call an FS player, which is fairly shit. <laughs> player. <laughs> so I was getting pretty frustrated where I go like, I'd be seeing like one gem battle per three balls, right? I'm like, oh, this is like, and I'd be playing, you know, even if you play a different gem battle each time, I was getting really frustrated that I wasn't getting, I was getting one to two. I, I never had more than, you know, two gems in my collection at any one given time. I think once I had three and thought I was like, you know, doing so great. You know, as loath as I was to do it, I'm going to, based on, on what, you know, Travis was suggesting, and I'm going to increase the number of balls to five. I'm going to start playing a five ball game. And you know what? My level of enjoyment went you know, probably jump by another third because I'm seeing more of the game. I'm actually practicing more because I have more balls to, uh, you know, per game to use. And I'm actually starting to get better now because, again, I'm I'm getting a little further in the game and I'm able to shoot different shots and I'm seeing more. So it's keeping me interested as a as a player who has their only only machine. Yeah. And you know, you can set these games, you know, the modern games, any which way you want. So you can tweak, you know, literally hundreds of different 
um, aspects of this game, everything from jackpot values, number of balls, and you can set it and customize it, you know, any which way you want. They don't, you kind of forget about that as you start to play these things, but you can go into the menu option and, and really go bananas with it and customize the thing to suit your particular playing style or your enjoyment level. And at the end of the day, it really, it's not about playing and, and dominating tournaments or whatever, at least, at least it's not for me. You know, it's really about just, you know, the day to day enjoyment of these of these machines, which is what I'm trying to do is really, you know, now that I own this thing, I'm just trying to get maximum value because because you're paying maximum price. So yeah. so if you're not if you're not enjoying it to the fullest, and you know, because I I had thoughts about selling this fucking thing. I was like, I'm going to trade this for a GNR. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I can't take it anymore. It's It's killing me. As soon as I kind of just relaxed a little bit and and unclenched and you know added a few more balls and just allowed myself to just you know enjoy and it wasn't about beating the game it was about a, more about appreciating the game that's what it I've turned into it's not about beating it anymore it's just about appreciating the the experience and and the fun that the Avengers Avengers give which again is a very unique experience I believe in in the world of pinball with what they've presented here yeah, I, I mean, this goes for anybody out there that's listening to this. Like, don't let anyone tell you you're not really playing pinball if, if you've set it on five or you've got the tilt loose. Set the game up how you're having fun with it. You know, get it to where, yeah, it's still challenging, but it's fun for me to play. When I first get a game, I'll set the tilt loose, you know, just till I learn where I need to nudge, where, where's the ball coming out here, you know, how do I need to adjust my play for this game? And... Then as I get deeper and deeper in the game or finish it, I'll tighten the tilt up. And, and because I know, hey, I should have saved that ball because of, of where I should have nudged or done this or that. But, you know, it, you paid a lot of money for this thing. Have fun with it. <laughs> Don't let anybody, like, tell you otherwise, you know. Pinball's meant to be fun, period. Absolutely. And it's easy to kind of, you know, with all the podcasts and streams these days, and there's some people out there with some fairly uh, strong opinions. (laughs) What a shocker that there's people with opinions in this hobby. It's best just to remember at the end of the day that this is about your personal enjoyment. These things are expensive and, and it is about tailoring them to your particular experience. And the great news is that that I think that this game is really more about the journey of getting to Thanos or beating Thanos versus actually beating him. And in doing so, in going on that journey, I think it makes you a better player because of the type of shots that uh, that Keith is, uh, you know, and company are asking you to make. But but hopefully they're fun as well in, in terms of making those shots and learning them. And all, along the way, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have some great scoring opportunities along the way, and you see some great wizard modes. And and I think because of all those things, because of the rule set and the shots that this game provides, I really think that you're gonna see this game in a ton of pinball tournaments, you know, over the coming years. And hopefully it takes its place in people's home collection as well as as maybe one of the greatest machines of all time. You know, I don't want to be too gushy about it, you know, and too biased about it, uh, Matt, because it's in, you know, it's the only pin in my, in my collection. But just because I own it doesn't mean I haven't played a lot of pinball over the years. And there aren't a lot of games like this one out there. Correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I think... And you go through a lot of machines, Matt. So what's your feeling about this machine? Because I know, you know, with your last um, title, which was what? what? What did you buy recently? And you only, you only had it for a few weeks or a month or two, and you moved it on. 
Yeah, I've had Turtles. Um, you know, The Walking Dead's back, oddly enough. That's funny. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it some more because I didn't have it very long initially. Oh, I went through kind of a Bally Williams spell there where I had like Congo and Whitewater. And I've either played like the top, you know, the Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, Monster Batch. I've played those so much. I don't really feel the urge to own them. And then as you go down the list, you know, I've had Iron Maiden, I've had Jurassic Park, I've had, you know, most of the big newer Sterns. And um, as far as those games go, I think this game, you know, if you look at the rankings, Jurassic's higher. But for most people, Jurassic's a more popular theme. You know what I mean? Compared to maybe the comic book version of Avengers, even though those, those Avengers movies are extremely popular, I think that 90s nostalgia for Jurassic Park really hit it home with how good of a game it is, too. You know, which layout do I prefer? I kind of like the tough but fair Jurassic Park. I think the four-way combo on it is is still really, really great. But I don't know. Avengers is right there as far as... I like the code. I like the multi-ball. I would, I would pick Avengers probably over Jurassic at this point. Also, I like the Marvel thing better than Jurassic. I just never was much of a dinosaur guy or kid. <laughs> so it's definitely, out of the newer Sterns, I mean... It's way, way up there. I mean, it, it would be in the top ten easily, if not maybe top five. I mean, and I'm grouping in, you know, Lord of the Rings, and I've owned it too. And um, as far as shooting and everything, and if, if he pulled this thing off in six or eight months, I mean, I'm almost afraid to look like what, what happens when you give Keith Ellen a year or a year and two months to do a game. It's like, that, that's spooky. So, you know, if he's doing Godzilla... I'm sure I'll, I'll probably end up with it at some point, but it's not a, it's again, not a dream theme. I'm just waiting for Keith to get like a super dream theme of mine. <laughs> and hopefully it's a, it's another great layout by him. He's proven that theme aside, his layouts are, uh, are quite spectacular and, and quite unique. I think he does a great job of blending the needs of tournament style players with the fun of uh, of being a home collector or you know being more of an average player i'd say so i do think he's if not the best pinball designer these days he's right up there and i do think this game too although it's sitting i think it's just out of the top 10 of the pinside top 100 i think one of the things that knocks it down a little bit is because it is a little more complex in terms of its rule set and it does tend to turn some folks off that way yeah this game brings it when it comes to the shots versus animations or mechanical things although there is you know uh, some mechanical aspects to it with the subway mech and and stuff like that so I, I just think it's a good blend overall of what the game brings but Matt one of the things that I noticed about this game is that there are a ton of balls that get stuck on this play field I don't know why that is I, on my particular game Back to the Doctor Strange shot is where it seems to launch the ball because for whatever reason, when that disc is lowered, there is still just the the slightest hair of a gap yeah. that that is there on that disc between the disc and the playfield. And so when you hit the Sanctum target itself, it rebounds off that and hits the lip of the Doctor Strange target, the disc essentially and launches the ball in all sorts of crazy directions. And it's hilarious. I know some people get frustrated with air balls and stuff. I just think they're hilarious and and a lot of fun. Yeah, I've had that exact thing happen, and it launched it so far that it actually called a wire form and wrote it down. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That happens to me all the time. It's it's hilarious that that, uh, it probably happens to me like one in 50 games where that'll like launch and it just hits it in the right spot and it places it right on the wire form and down it goes. When I first unboxed it, the ball got stuck like two or three times between 
the back left pop and like one of the ball guys right there behind it. And I just literally like tweaked it a little bit with my thumb, just kind of pushed it out and never happened again. And then the other day I just had one of those like really crazy random ones where the ball like air, you know, I air balled, I bricked a target or something and it got wedged like where the fuck kicks up out of like the Ant-Man yeah. hole. From, yeah. And it like got wedged under a wire form there. I mean, that's the only time it's ever happened, it, but it was <laughs> it was pretty insane. Like, it was definitely pulling the glass on that one. Yeah, and there's another spot that's um, that seems to be a common one, which is around that top left-hand pop bumper, right at the top of the left orbit, where when those pop bumpers start to push the ball around, there's a little bit of a gap there where the orbit starts between the orbit and the pop bumper, yeah. and that's a very common place that the ball gets stuck. There's actually a mod available now that I've found through the folks at Measle Mods, which is a little piece of plastic that wedges between the cap of the pop bumper and the bumper itself and puts a little piece of clear, pla like a clear plastic finger down in that gap so it won't allow the ball to go in there. So I'm really excited about getting that one because it doesn't change the look of the machine in any kind of way. And it because it's clear plexiglass, I don't even think you're really going to notice it much when it's when it's in place. So I'm really um, excited to get that. And I believe that's a mod that, that, um, that comes from Europe. So they import these plexiglass pieces. So I'm interested to talk about that once I get it installed to see how well it works and how it looks you'll get your ball for whatever reason because again the, the the balls really start to cook around the play field you'll get them stuck in the craziest places in different areas i'm sure that's no different than a lot of pinball machines but in this one in particular i think you get some crazy ball placement as the balls really start to whip around what's your favorite shot in avengers these days with the time that you've had on it we'll just go through like a couple you know your favorite shots favorite gem battle maybe frustrations or, or negative parts of the game but what's, what's your favorite shot It'd be a series, like a combo setup or something, you know, like Black Widow to uh, the right ramp, then uh, the upper orbit, back to the right flipper to Black Widow, then to Captain Marvel. I mean, you can just combo this game to death. But the Marvel shot, I mean, is probably the highlight. I mean, when you rip that thing on a roll, I mean, it just, it's awesome. It's amazing. The other thing I noticed about that shot, because I would agree with you, that Captain Marvel shot is unbelievable. And what I love about it is that the ball coming off that wire form just places it at the perfect speed for you to hit that center ramp and hit that combo again. Like, when it comes off of the, lo the longer wire form, the ball is going at a pretty good clip. Um, so sometimes it's hard to hit that center ramp if you don't time it perfectly. But with the Captain Marvel wire form, it places it at the perfect speed. So it's a much easier shot to hit coming off of that wire form. And it just allows you, if you time it right, to do that multiple times. Like I think the most I've done it is four. And then I started to get so excited that I hit it four times that I couldn't hit the fifth one. But... <laughs> The best part of hitting that shot is the the sound it makes. It's just like really loud, like yeah, you know, metal whipping sound, like no other wire form ramp really. the The right ramp on Jurassic kind of had a, a little bit of, as it traveled around that loop, but the other wire forms, uh, like the one eighty ones he's done, you know, they kind of have a quick one, but that Marvel ramp is just so ridiculous of a, of a giant U that it has this really great metallic sound when you rip it. And so every, you know when you've hit it like perfect because you get that, whoosh, you know, kind of sound and it's, it's, it's just a great shot. But, um, and the great thing about that shot too, Matt, just sorry not to cut you off is that you can hit that shot 
with both flippers. Most commonly, you're going to hit it with your left flipper, uh, but you can occasionally on the fly backhand it with your right flipper as well. And that most happens for me during a multi ball where you're almost inadvertently hitting it. And it's like, and it's so fantastic when that happens. You're like, holy shit, <laughs> we're really flying now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've never like kind of intentionally like, oh, shit, let's see what happens on a roll here and hit that shot, you know, but it has happened, like you said, in the multi-ball just flailing around. But yeah, favorite gym battle? I, I don't know. I think they're, that, that's one thing that kind of impressed me. Like there wasn't one of them that I was like, God, I hate playing this mode. You know, it's, I hate this mode. I think they use different parts of the play field very well, you know, whether it's the, uh, was it Ebony Mall where you, you hit the disc, then it opens up the shots. So you got to hit eight of them. And then, you know, the time gym, you got to like combo left, right ramps and hit the drops. That's a dangerous one, and I usually play it first. Here's a tip. you know, I, I think you should go into a lot of these, maybe not so much power, gym or soul, but you should go into a lot of the modes with a uh, at least um, you know, one down in the subway, one portal lock, I should say. Um, so like when you start the game, a lot of times after the skill shot, I'll go ahead, I'll just immediately get a four-way combo, put one in the subway, then... You know, if I'm really hitting my shots well, maybe I'll put two in the subway. Because, you know, every ball in the subway, like, doubles or triples the mode scores. So that's cool, too. But, yeah, that, uh, then I'll go right into maybe the time gym or something. But if you know a mode's dangerous or gives you trouble, you know, try to maybe have Thor in your back pocket or Iron Man ready or, or have some portal locks. Yeah, it, it can mean the difference between, you know, hitting those drop targets in the time gym mode and the ball going out of control and then see you later. You know, those gem battles are so fun too, because like you said, they're each very unique. So when you start to get tired of one, you can focus on another one. And they all have an interesting flavor about them. Like you said, that that reality gem one where you have to shoot this, the Doctor Strange disc to open up all the shots and, and then... You know, the space jam is more of a, a, a right-left orbit exercise where you're going back and forth across the across the play field and it kind of forces you to, to make those shots. In order to beat this game, you really have to get good at shooting all of the shots. Like if you're like, well, I'm just going to focus on the left, you know, the right side of the play field and beat the game. No, you can't do that. Or I'm just going to focus on the left side. No, you can't do yeah. that. You'll get to a point with it, but you won't get as far as you think you will. Um, and it's very hard to exploit this game unless you've mastered all the shots and as soon as you start to master the shots then you can start to exploit it in terms of progressing the game getting the big combos so in terms of like a favorite for myself as far as the gem battles i would say right now it's probably the reality gem just because i love when I get it, I love placing it to try and get those big point jackpots. Um, but I do like the fact you got to activate the shots by hitting that disc. And then if you continue to hit the disc, the multipliers go up um, as you spin it further when you hit those shots. So that would probably be my favorite one. My least favorite is probably the space battle just because those right-left orbits are a bitch to hit for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I, particularly on the left side, I, I find it's hard to make that, uh, that Hulk spinner shot. But it's not great to bring a multi-ball into because then they're just in your way as you're trying to, to hit the orbits, you know, so that's why that's one that I, I just, you know, try to make it through with without it because it, it tends to, you know, just kind of block my path and I've got balls going everywhere. Yeah, it's a good tip, you're right, whereas the time gem, it's maybe to your advantage to have yeah. some of that some of that playfield chaos because you can get some of that right-left action going on those uh, drop targets for sure. Yeah. What's been your biggest frustration or disappointment with Avengers, if there is any, Matt, in, in your playing with it? Have you found anything where you're like, oh, I'm really, 
I'm really bummed about this or if they'd only done that. Is there anything you can think of that comes to mind? I would just say that finishing Thanos is a bit anticlimactic. I mean, that, you know, I think that could have been a lot more of a moment. And it's it's just kind of like, yeah, and then like even like Trophy Mania, I've only got there once and it's the only time that I've like fully finished a Keith Elwin game. Usually Jurassic, I I was one shot away from uh, when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Um, So, yeah, the I was able to, to finish this one. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. He's always giving you something to go for. Oh, I mean, always. And you care about it. Like, you know, with Turtles, like, I didn't give a shit these hurry-ups are running. Like, they're, they're worth nothing, and, they're, and the game's dangerous as hell. So it's like, why do I care? You know, like, they're just there. They're, and they're, to me, they're really not that fun to engage with. Like, this game, you're looking at, okay, as you get further and further into the game, say, like, okay, I'm, I'm getting pretty close to Thanos. I really just need to get to Battle Royale. I'm missing a couple Avengers. I can spin the disc, but that can be dangerous because every time you complete a, a Doctor Strange disc at that point in the game, it, it, it collects you an Avenger immediately, just a random one. So that you're, you're playing around with that thought. You're like, okay, maybe I'll take out the easier ones, then go for the disc because the disc can put the ball out of control. But, yeah, I, I would say Joel's right in the fact that even later in the game, Things that could have been moments really weren't played on as much as moments. It just kind of felt like, oh, you did it, fam. There, you know, there you go. But it was it wasn't like a lot of fanfare. And I won't give away anymore the the Thanos thing when when you finish him. But that initially, it's kind of neat, and then it's almost over within you know just a couple seconds. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's it. So, but there again, I, I keep pushing Star and. That might be my only real gripe. Oh, I do hate the uh, the Thanos attacks. Like once you get the Soul Gem, you know he attacks you essentially. Yeah, to try to take it away again. It's like shit. I just got here. Either you defend all the gems you have, or he leaves with whichever one you fail to defend. And I would recommend. I mean, for me, because I, I've screwed up the Soul Gem before, and then I, I would get it later, like after Battle Royale, and he still comes for it. So like, even though I'm like that close to him, I've done everything else. He'll still attack you and take one of your gems before you have to fight him. And so then when you have, like, say you have all the gems at that point, say, like, you had all six or you had five, you have to defend all five, and it takes even longer to defend them, you know, to defend all of them because you, you have to defend everyone. You hit, you hit one of the gem shots where you have it placed, and then you got to hit the center ramp in the orbits, and then you got to collect it again on the right ramp. And it's like that is a lot of shots to hit and not screw up one of them. So I, I really try to either have one or two gems and get the soul gem, you know, um, at, during the soul gem mode itself, and then try to defend those three rather than screw it up and then have to defend like five gems at the end of the game because that's really difficult, you know. So that, that, that'll really get me pissed off sometimes is when, when he takes one, I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> I've worked so hard for these. No kidding. And and it is, again, back to my point, this game is about the journey as opposed to the end of the journey. And and you're rewarded along the way so much in the, in the way of light shows and shot combinations that it's almost like, you know, to your point, when, when you get to the end, it's like you've kind of seen it all at that point. And so it's it, it's hard for them to ratchet it up past 11. You know, like you're, you're kind of at 11 as you're as you're playing. So it's for them to take it higher, not to let them off the hook or anything, but I'm sure it was a challenge to, to try and 
get something that is going to wow you, maybe with a little better animation, you might argue, or something like that to give you at the very end. It really forces you to master those shots. Once you master them, it allows you to progress, obviously, much easier. And, you know, speaking of, you know, before everyone starts to feel too badly for you, Matt, about uh, having Thanos take a few gems away, what's what's your GC on this game, on this particular title? It's four billion something. Uh, only four billion. Jeez, you're not, you're not doing so well. Yeah, that was the Trophy Mania <laughs> run. That I, I mean, I've only done it once, but you know, my next best score is like two billion something, I guess. But th- this game—that's the one thing about it—is if you're really locked in and you're hitting your shots, it rewards you over and over. Like you know, the more gold trophies you get, the more trophies and super jackpots and trophies you get from those multi balls and combos. Oh, it was hilarious. I was one combo away from 100. I got 99 combos and died on that one really great run. So I have to look at that all the time, you know. But, yeah, the, the more combos and trophies you get, this game actually has a lot of extra balls in it, but you have to earn them. Like, it just doesn't, you know, it'll hand you, like, two of them, one or two, like a lot of Keith Ellen games do. Like, they're, it's kind of hard to get the extra balls sometimes, but... This game, if you play really, really well and you get a lot of trophies and combos, yeah, it, it, it will reward you with extra balls and, and help you progress to Trophy Mania. To me, this one felt the most like, oh, wow, I can actually get there. Like if you have a really great game, you know, and you've kind of done everything, you can start looking through that list of trophies. It's like, okay, I'm, on, I'm at 20 trophies. I just got to get four more and I'm there, you know. So you, you start like kind of sweating bullets again, you know, even though you've beat Thanos, you're like, shit, I'm really close to the final wizard mode, you know, and and uh, picking which trophies are going to be easiest for you to try to accomplish on your way there, you know. But the, the, it does get harder, you know. It, you're, you've only got so many to pick from because <laughs> you've done all the other ones, you know, or you've done a lot of the other ones. So uh, I like that, I, rewarding good play and, get, and giving you a few extra balls to, to try to get to that very, very final wizard mode. It's one of the things, again, because... Because it does narrow down as it as you progress, that uh, I think it will keep people. It'll either blow people out and they're like, ah, it's too, it's too hard, it's too frustrating, or it'll keep people engaged longer. And I do think the the journey is fun enough that I believe, for the most part, it will keep people engaged longer than if it was just you know a really hard playing machine with not with not much there with where the shots weren't enjoyable and there just wasn't enough good things going on as far as light shows and all that other stuff along the way that they've done a very good job making this game i would call it moderately difficult to you know advanced as far as its difficulty but at the same time it's extremely fun going going on that journey so anyway i've said that about 10 times during this in, during this <laughs> during this chat yeah, I mean, to sum it up, you know, like if you're frustrated with the game, make it a little easier on you, change some settings, get to know all the battles to where you know exactly what shots you have to hit, you know, practice making combos, doing that left ramp, right ramp, upper orbit, back to the right flipper. That alone will take you very far into the game, just mastering that combo mm-hmm. section, because uh, that's going to keep your ball safe and um, knowing what shots you can hit on the fly, you know, recognizing like, okay, I'm not doing so hot shooting these orbits on the fly. Like, let the ball pass over to the other flipper, catch it, stop, shoot it from a, a you know, a stop on on those orbits if you're not hitting them on the fly. Um, just take your time with it, and you know, it, like I say, make the settings easier, loosen the tilt, have fun with it. It's you know, it's not like there's ten thousand dollars on the line every time you're you're sitting down to play your Avengers or standing up, I should say, playing your Avengers. 
So it's, you know, have fun with the game, enjoy it. And if, if you start getting really, really far into it because you set it up easy, well, you know, maybe think about taking a ball away or tightening that tilt up a little bit and, and go from there. One of the little tricks that I noticed in watching some of the good players play these uh, these games, which seems like such a basic way to stop the ball, Matt, but I was getting particularly frustrated because the shots are set so far back and because there's not a lot of obstacles up the middle of this game, the ball from the top of where the ramps are and a lot of the targets to the flipper, there's a lot of distance there. So the ball can really start to pick up some speed as it comes back toward the flippers. And it's very difficult at times to trap that ball up. So what was really frustrating me was the ball becomes screaming down. And of course, what do you do? You either, if you're not going to hit it on the fly to try and, you try and trap it on the fly, right? So you try and do like the, the, I don't know what they call it, like a soft catch or whatever. So the ball comes down and you, you know, flip up at just the right time. So it instantly stops the ball and holds it on your flipper, right? Well, that for me, that will fucking drive you crazy because I can do that once in a thousand, right? So what do I do as the ball's coming toward me? I put a flipper up. Most of the time it's going to bounce up and it's either going to come down the middle or it's going to, you know, ricochet right or left into the pop bumpers and then inevitably out the out lanes and away you go, right? And so do that a few thousand times and I start to get particularly frustrated Well, what I noticed was as that ball is screaming down toward your flippers, more than half the time, if you do absolutely nothing, the ball will just bounce and then magically go toward the other flipper and and almost die. And there it is for your for your opposite flipper to take. So I know that's a fairly basic pinball move, but it's a difficult one to sort of stop yourself from you know, reacting to that ball and what, what do you want to do when that ball comes toward the flipper? You want to flip, right? And either hit it on the fly or, or you know, try and block it. And, and by doing nothing, a lot of the times you can just kill the momentum of the ball and it's going fast enough that it passes over to the other flipper and there it is ready for, a, for an easier, uh, more controlled shot to wherever you want it on the play field. Yeah, a, de- a dead flip, you know, that's something I try to be pretty good at gauging because I'm not particularly great at drop catching. I, t- I tell you who's like really good at it is go watch uh, Zach's Led Zeppelin promo video. And he's, <laughs> he's I guess he's, he's not very accurate. That's what he always says, but why, why he's not as good as he could be. But he is really good at drop catches where I have to be a little more, you know, methodical about, you know, dead flips, how much momentum is coming at the ball to let it, you know, just kind of bounce over to the other side or, post transfers, you know, try to really maximize like once I have control of the ball or, or if, you know, if you've got a ball coming to an end lane and you know, it's going really, really flat fast and you're either going to have to shoot on the fly. Avengers is a perfect game to, to hold a flipper up and, you know, let it just bat, you know, just run over to the other flipper and catch it there. It, it does a great job of giving enough momentum to, to do that to just pass it over like that. Um, sometimes I'll give it just a little nudge up as it reaches the top of the flipper to, to give me a little extra, uh, you know, uh, momentum over to the other side. But um, yeah, I mean, watch the pros, you know, that's, I did this when I first started, I, I watched like every Bowen video I could find. <laughs> yeah. Again, like I was saying at the beginning of the, uh, of the episode, watch those, particularly those three guys, because they're so good and they're, they give so many tips along the way during their, their various games and strategies that it's definitely worth spending, you know, 15 minutes to an hour watching these guys and, and how they uh, attack this particular title. And it will, um, it will make your experience a lot more enjoyable. And at least knowing what you're trying to do, 
um, takes away a lot of the a lot of the frustration once you start to learn what's uh, what's involved and what you're attempting to do. It's um, things start to become less a lot less random and sort of um, unknowable. To they start to make a lot of sense in terms of how the game is laid out and what and what it's trying to accomplish when when you're playing it. So, so what do you think, Matt? Is this game a keeper for you at the end of the day? Are you gonna is it gonna hang around in your collection a little longer than you than you thought it was at the beginning? I, I kind of warned you that it might be, but what, what's your what's your thought about it? It definitely has staying power. There's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's I kicked turtles early. You know, I just was like. Ugh. <laughs> I kicked it down the road early. I wasn't a fan, but it's a testament to, you know, I think every L1 game I've, I've had all three, they all hang around. Even though the themes maybe aren't my favorite, they all stay a, a, a lot longer than, than most games do. So I think it's going to hang around till the next really great Stern game I want. Let's see what Brian Eddy's got. I, I haven't heard any themes that are coming out that are like, oh man, I, I've got to get that you know, theme, thematically, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Right now, I'm still, and that's a real testament to the game. If if I still really enjoy playing it after I've finished it, then and I want to do it again, that's a huge plus. I mean, you know, if you're a decent player or even a beginner, like it's your first new in box, uh, I couldn't recommend this game enough. It's just got great shots, you know, plenty of code there to keep you busy and. Uh, coming back with different strategies, so it's it's phenomenal. Well, it's keeping me on my toes, that's for sure. And like I said, I've played literally thousands of games of this uh, particular title, uh, being my only my only uh, game in the house at the moment. But but beyond that, it's just such a fun game that it just keeps you coming back again and again. And uh, and I do think after playing this game that I have become a better player because of it because of the way this game makes you shoot and it does make you a better player overall i think i couldn't recommend it highly enough either uh, particularly if you have fewer titles in your home or you're only looking for a few i think this one can spend a lot of time in in your collection now i will say just to counter that a little bit that for folks that are particularly novice to pinball you know my family doesn't care much for this game to be honest, I'm not sure because they're not as into pinball as I am. I don't know what game would 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 have more staying power for them, but I do know that this game because of its difficulty level turns my wife and my child off to it a little bit. But I think that's a little bit more pinball in general that they're not quite as into the into the hobby, you know, as I am, but whether you're, you know, a first-time pinball player or or you're more experienced, this game's got a ton of stuff to offer and has some very cool, cool features in it. That's just, let's face it, Matt. It's it's a classic. I, I think it's going to be a game that people are going to be talking about for a long time, long long after we've stopped rambling on about it. That's for sure. It's really really good, and I definitely don't regret purchasing it. Uh, and I'm happy that it's it's going to stay around for a while, um, which is unusual for me. But usually when I have people play any of these games, the Elwin games never really resonate with kind of your just basic novice, you know, newbie players. Like my girlfriend hates it. She's like, they're too hard. Like there's, there's, they're just too damn hard for her. You know, she just doesn't really care for them that much. Um, so I, I can agree that uh, sometimes, especially I think Jurassic had some more hard shots on it, and uh, Iron Maiden, the ramps were really hard to hit, definitely for beginner players. So I, I could see that. I think this one, though, would be more appealing than the last two, but 
it, it is what it is. You know, I could put Stranger Things right beside it, and everybody would flock to it because it has more of that immersion level, you know, um, and, and it's a more recognizable contemporary theme. And, and you know, you you knock the drops down, you get to see the, you know, it has that moment where you see the Demogorgon and everything. And a lot of times, you know, beginner players or novice people that aren't looking to get super deep in the games, that's all they want is that, like, ooh, you know, moment. You know, they want that attack from Mars, blow up the ship moment. You know, and, and that's good enough for them. That's all they need. But for somebody like me that likes to, you know, get to the wizard modes and have deep code, those games, you know, not to say Stranger Things isn't deep, but a lot of those I've gravitated away from a lot of the Bally Williams games because they, they just don't hold my interest. Medieval Madness will, it seems like, is unmovable at the top of the Pinside Top 100 and Mars Attacks isn't far down beyond it. But I do think, and those games are great, they're classics, but they but they do have a, a lifespan, I think. And once, you, once you've kind of been around that horn a bunch of times, you... You know, they're they're not as deep as you as you think they are. They're classic, and for their time, I think they were they were unbelievable. And the fact that they're still up there to this day, you know, says a lot. But I do think the newer code and the addition of these LCD uh, screens will slowly but surely, and the light shows and the RGB light shows. I mean, they are making those games look more and more dated every every single year. These manufacturers and designers are putting it all together now, right? So the designs are coming, the mechs are coming, the light shows are coming, the animations are coming. Like it's all coming together, right? The artwork is there. So where whereas it wasn't there, you know, ten or fifteen years ago when these other games were designed. So we're in a very exciting time right now, Matt. I mean, there's a lot of lot of reasons, you know, beyond the price of the fucking things. There are a lot of a lot of reasons to be excited about the world of pinball these days, and and I can't wait to uh, to see what's coming down from not only Keith Elwin but all the designers in Stern and 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 JJP and you know Chicago Gaming. Hey, so before we uh, before we head out here, what's uh, what do you got cooking? And speaking of Chicago Gaming, what do you got cooking these days over with uh, with CGC? What's up your sleeve these days, Matt? You got anything you're working on? Basically, uh, there's an interview with, I don't know if it's actually dropped yet. I should probably look because uh, <laughs> I think Zach was going to drop it this weekend or, or Friday. Um, Easter special, yeah. And I, I think everybody's really going to enjoy it. It's uh, a little a little bit of insight with, with somebody who's got a game over there. Um, and he's also uh, designing a new board set uh, that you're going to see really, really soon. Um, wow. And, yeah, and Spooky's game. So, uh not to give too much away, if you want to kind of hear maybe when the next Spooky game is probably going to be announced, if you want to know Ooh. maybe a little more of what's happening inside of Chicago gaming right now and oh. what's happening in this particular person's world, uh, tune in. It doesn't look like it's up yet, but you should see it fairly soon. Well, by the time this thing airs, it'll be it'll be out for a while. <laughs> it'll <It's>, take me. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Uh, it'll take me a while to edit this uh, this thing. So so it'll have been out for some time. And uh, but if you haven't listened to it at this point, uh, you know uh, there's obviously some good stuff that you've been able to uh, extract from these folks. So uh, highly recommend you checking out Matt's interview uh with the folks over at cgc and and see what they're uh, working on these days and uh and it looks like you got some stuff uh as far as spooky goes because as we know some of these designers and 
and folks are, are bouncing around a little bit uh, within the industry. So uh, always exciting. Well, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you coming on with me today. I thought, you know, in our Discord, when I saw the scores you were putting up and, and we talked about it the last time you were on that you were getting this title, you know, I was really curious to hear because you're a great player, what your thoughts were. And I thought as I started to form up my opinion as well, that it'd be fun to get together and, uh, and, and chat a little bit more of the Avengers. So I'm really glad you were able to come on again today. Thanks so much. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Thanks, Matt. Matt Morrison, our CGC correspondent for the Pinball Show. Thanks again, Matt. All right. See you guys. Well, great to have Matt Morrison on again, and so good to share our thoughts about this awesome title in the Avengers Infinity Quest together. A title that I think will take its place, much like its designer Keith Elwin, as one of the greatest of all time. Well, coming next time, we hope news of a new title. Somebody released something. Jeez. It's been so long, it seems. Well, I think we're close. Hopefully, by the next time we have a show, we'll have some news that we can discuss and dig our teeth into. And maybe the return of another guest. We shall see. We shall look at our list and check it twice, as they say. Well, until next time, we thank you again so much for listening and being with us today. For the Pinball Show Midweek Edition, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.